Well, great to be with you this morning. I don't know if you've ever read scripture before where you're like, I want to be there. That would have been a really cool moment to go back in time and figure out what they were feeling and what the experience must have been like. And I was just reading a little section that I'd read many times before, but I sort of felt that way about reading this little passage. And it was in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 5. And the Philistines, to give you a little background, they had captured the Ark of God. And so they had taken it to their little temple area and Dagon, their God. And they laid him there, and the Ark was there, and Dagon was there. They come in in the morning. Some of you might be familiar with this story, and there is Dagon right before the ark of God laying on the floor, and like, wow, that's not a good place for our God to be, and so they go and they pick him back up, and they put him on the table before the ark of God, and so the next day they come in, and again, he's down on the ground before the ark of God, and this time, not only is he laying on the ground, but now his arms and his legs have been broken off, and they're laying there, and I'm wondering... What happens next? They get out some duct tape, you know, they prop him back up, a little super glue, put your God back on the stand. I'm like, how long do you suppose that they worship a God that can do nothing? And I think the psalm that I wanted to share with you today, uh, the background of that comes from those kind of experiences about how great our God is. And the psalmist starts very simply with these three words, the Lord reigns. You don't need to go much farther than that. That's all you need to really know about our God is that our God reigns at the end of the day. That's what he does. He is in charge of all things. He sits on a throne. He oversees everything. Nothing happens apart from the will and the knowledge of our great God. There is nothing that our God cannot do. You can't make a God to stand with our God because he will fall and break into pieces in front of our God. Our Lord reigns. That was, by the way, the first article of a creed. Before there was an Apostles' Creed and an Nicene Creed, and for you church people, Athanasian Creed, um, there was this creed, that the Lord reigns. That was the very first article that they talked about because they knew who God was. Their perspective had changed. Our God isn't just one of many God. Our God is the one who reigns. And the more you know that truth, the more it brings you into the presence of God, the more you come to worship. Because what draws you then to worship is not really, really cool music, which we had this morning. What draws you to worship is our Lord reigns. And somebody's talking about our Lord, I want to be there because I want to learn more about our God who reigns. Tell me more about how great our God is. And that's what the psalmist writes. He said, our Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established firm and secure. Not this little random chaos that's going on. I know our lives feel like that at times. That's not our God. The seas have lifted up, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. And so they look to the one thing at the time, and I've been to the Sea of Galilee, and there's times and seasons where it's all calm, and then all of a sudden, these huge storms raise up. So he's thinking, I know the greatest thing I can think of, the greatest chaos and the greatest power that we can think about are these waves and these seas that we can't control. They really control us. And then he says this, mightier is the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty, the Lord reigns. What this gives, for me anyway, I hope it gives to you, is a little bit perspective in life. 
Because what we need to remember when we're going through chaos in our life is, no, the Lord still reigns. And it's not dependent on our circumstances. Um, Usually when I hear, and it was decades ago that I was on a college campus um, studying, and when I heard, like, God is good, usually it was revolving around, I passed the test. (laughs) You know, or I got the date, or I got the internship, or hey, I'm graduating, hey, God is good. What I never, ever heard is when somebody failed a test, or a class, or somebody got dumped, or they didn't get the job they were hoping for upon graduation. What I never heard is, oh, God is good in that moment. And what God says, and what Israel says is, no, the Lord reigns, regardless of the circumstances of our life. That's why that was the number one part, the first article of their creed. Because if you don't understand that, um, your life is chaos. If you don't have this knowledge and understanding that, boy, our God is above circumstances, there might be some circumstances you go through that are evil. But over the grand scope of things, our Lord reigns. And our God is in control of history. And so it gives us some perspective in our life. And then he says this, your statues, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. Your statues, Lord, stand firm. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the principles in God's word, uh, they work. <laughs> They're true. I don't know, you heard of the, you reap what you sow? Um, it's in here, in case you didn't know where that comes from before. And it's true, isn't it? I mean, you do reap what you sow. I can still remember um, my mom talking to me, you know, when you start getting into that teenage years and you're like all of a sudden interested in girls. And she would tell, like, what kind of girls are you interested in? And of course, like as a little guy, you're like, uh, attractive ones. That would be like the only answer that you have for that question. And she said, that's not really a really good answer for that, John, because, you know, eventually, um, you know, beauty fades. But the people, as she pointed out from Proverbs 31, the, the, you know, it's the, what's inside that lasts forever. That's what is a part of a woman's heart that you need to look deeper than just the outside experience. And I can remember overhearing her talking to my older sister um, when she was getting older and boys were interested in her about what she was wearing. And when she would confront her, it's, you know, that old, like, you're not going out in that, are you? You know, kind of question. And she said, well, who are you trying to attract with what you're wearing? Because if you're trying to attract somebody who's just interested in your body... Well, go right ahead. Good job. Because that's exactly what you're going to catch. But then don't be surprised when that's all you catch. Because what you reap is what you sow. The Bible works from that standpoint. Psalm 1 talks about trees planted by streams of living water. Those are the ones who meditate on God's word day and night. That's what they're like. And so when you dig into God's word, when you understand that our Lord reigns and who he is, when that is your perspective, it's like a tree planted by streams of water. It grows and it flourishes. And we wonder sometimes why we don't have a relationship with God. I don't really know who God is. I haven't spent any time digging into his word and loving God for who he is. So it gives us perspective in life. And when we follow God's word, it gives us success in life. That's what it talks about. Your statues stand firm. (laughs) That's what happens in life. Now what really amazes me is I think through this psalm, if you can just go with me for a second, our Lord reigns. He's in heaven. All authority has been given to him. And as the psalmist described, he's robed in majesty. He's armed with strength. And he's up in heaven. And all of this is his. 
and he left it. He left it. I mean, who leaves that? The Lord reigns. He has angels screaming that day and night. That's all they do. Elders falling down and worshiping. Our Lord reigns. That's all they see day and night. Jesus left that. Why would he leave that? And the incredible love of God. I love the chorus that we just sang about. And I wish we understood that. If there are two things I want for you this morning, it's one, to know that God reigns. Regardless of circumstances, it doesn't change. Our God reigns. There's no one that can compare to our God. Our God does reign. And then for you to understand the unfathomable love of God, that he would leave all that for you. That he would come, as the chorus sang about, and die and give up his life. The one who reigns. I'll die. The one who has songs sung about him. I'll give up my life. Because I love you. And I want you to be with me for eternity. And to reign with me forever and ever. And so when the psalmist began this song, The Lord Reigns, that wasn't just, oh, I guess that's how you start a song. It came from a deep, intimate relationship with God. Man, how I pray um, that you would have that. Out of anything else that you can get here at Concordia University, I pray that that's the one thing you come to know beyond any shadow of a doubt, that our Lord is the one who reigns, and may you know him deeper. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you have preserved your word from generation to generation, and I thank you for the psalmist that reminds us how important it is to live our lives knowing that you reign, and Lord, let that be true here today, and help it to gain perspective for our life and and give success for our life. And so, Lord, help us today, especially those who are here that might not know you. Lord, will you show yourself to us through your word, through the way we interact with one another. Lord, would you reign here in this place? Would you reign here on this campus? Would you reign in our relationships that, above all else, people would know, Lord, how great is your name in all the earth. And so do that in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus who reigns with you forever and ever. Amen.